Hey, David here. Cripes, this missed stuff is eerie. Different, and Lord knows this party has no frame of reference. Lustra's definitely starting to feel a bit stupid chanting Dark on over and over. But his newfound pride as a supposed mistraveler will get him through, I think. I mean, maybe it's not all bad. At least Lustra's can find, uh, comfort in a cute flying bat spider abomination in this haunting in-between space. They got soft, huge ears like a beagle, such boopable noses. I mean, Lustra's a ranger. Of course he needs a pet. Plus, that thing has six arms. It can give the best of hugs. I could die from the cuteness. Literally. Anyhow, let's see if Lustra finds himself a new lovely eldritch bat pet thing in episode 28, Missed Connection. I don't know, just just a regular old... What kind of bagel was it? Cheddar jalapeno. I don't mess around. Yeah, yeah, it was toasted, had butter on it and everything. Did you like it? Yeah, it was was good. It was unremarkable, and it was good. Well, I shouldn't say that. (laughs) I shouldn't say that. What kind of bagel was it? It was toasted. (laughs) (laughs) Like what? I I don't know what to say. It's it's my first time. (laughs) It's just bread. There's nothing to say. It's bread with a hole. Your high school girlfriend was a lucky lady. (laughs) (laughs) Mm. We did all of you the favor of not having David eat a bagel over the microphone. Cheddar jalapeno, huh? I mean, I'm a big spice guy, so I definitely appreciate the jalapeno for sure. How uh, how at risk is Miles's bagel drawer now? Severely. <laughs> oh yeah. See, and you know what? I bought some, and now I'm actually going to be counting them because you you guys start them, because apparently that's a thing you do. I'm just... David, stop eating my bagels. <laughs> It's not that you count them, it's that you keep object permanence. <laughs> yeah, but if a five-year-old can do it, Miles, I'm sure you can do it with bagels. Yeah, but it's like, it's not something that I care to remember. Who, who, well, uh, do you remember it. how many hey, slices hey, Miles, of bread you had? Miles, Well, you tried that bow. last <laughs> week, and the, the bread thing, like, no one knows how many slices of bread are in that bag, but I just feel like you should have noticed at some point over the years, that, like, hey... Why are there always the same amount of bagels <laughs> in this bag when I go? I could leave this bag here for three days and it will still have the same amount of bagels every time. We've been living together for like six years, dude. Like, All right, yeah. let's, I, let's move on. This conversation yeah. <laughs> is about as exciting as a plain bagel, a plain untoasted bagel. That's My how exciting part this is. is. Is apparently this was exciting enough that it lasted two whole episodes. Just we got through a like a nasty fight. Okay, but seriously, about those bagels. I commit <laughs> to a bit, Colin. What do you want? <laughs> I, I appreciate it. I got to have some food. That was nice. Nobody else brought bagels. Just throwing that out there. Okay. No one else lives here. (laughs) Just got fed pre-episode. That's not fair at all. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you, Adam, for doing that for me and going all out with it. I definitely appreciate it. It was great. Thank you for preparing the bagels, Adam. Bagels, pronounced bagel. Justin. Bagel. (laughs) Bagel? As in like bay and seagull minus the sea? As in bagel. I don't know. I'm I'm team bagel. Bagel. I... We have to move on, I think. Yeah. I think we have to move on, but I I don't... Should have moved on last episode. It's true. (laughs) What the Fumble, the etymology podcast.
<laughs> I don't blame you too much for it. Yeah, it seems as if most of Nova Scotia decides to say bagel. For I don't know why. Oh, it's, yes, thereby. It's I guess I, it makes sense on paper. It's the word bag with an E-L at the end. <laughs> so it makes sense, I guess, on paper. But it's, it's definitely bagel. <laughs> definitely bagel. You guys want to find out uh, how much I'm going to hit loose for four? Let's play some D&D, I think. Oh, boy. Oh, man. Let's, let's play let's some go down D&D. Like a sack of shit. A sack of bagels. I have a good feeling. <laughs> the good feeling. I'm pretty sure this number is uh, It's my new high score. It's my new damage high score. I'm going to keep track, I think. We need a chart in here. We'll get a chart. (laughs) Work on that. (laughs) Just frame the number. Get a chart. Put it on the fridge. Yeah. Frame this number. Get ready. It's like Justin's shit-eating grin in the background. (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, man. Uh, Yeah, let's get to this, guys. We've got ourselves a fight to finish here. Got ourselves a fight to finish. How's everyone feeling? You feeling frisky? I'm feeling ready to beat the shit out of a Batman. I feel like I'm about to go down and unconscious. Oh, oh come on. About to find out. We're about to find out. You guys were traveling through these mists, and you know, I don't know if I if I mentioned it fully last week, but uh you know, despite the fact that there's no physical boundaries here around you. You know, there's mist in every direction, no more than 20 feet away from you anywhere you look. Mist to the left and right, front and back. Even the ground is covered in these mists. And instead of sky, there's a ceiling of mist. It's all over the place. And, you know, as you were traveling, it's kind of, uh, you're, you're basically always surrounded by your own little personal dome of mist as you're traveling. It, like, opens up in front of you as you move forward and closes back behind you when you look over your shoulder. Oh, so we're not, like, going through the mists? We're actually, like, separate. it's separating for us? It is parting for you as you travel. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I guess that maybe does make it a little worse. <laughs> That's yeah. more creepy, man. You were in your boat for a little while, uh, hit ground, started walking, and this creature whose attention you've gotten came down, started attacking. It's a hell of a battle so far. This thing hits like a truck. Lewis, right? You're currently grappling this creature, your new favorite pet here, your new best friend. Such soft ears. <laughs> yeah, soft exactly. Ears. <laughs> so cute. So cute. I'm so happy that effect came into play. <laughs> so happy about that. So, Ash, you just got healed from a, uh, you just got healed up from a massive blow that knocked you out, but you're alive. You're prone on the ground, right? Yep. Merlin, you're about 20 feet away from this creature right now. You had spent pretty much the entire combat up to this point scared of the thing, uh, but you have finally made your saving throw. You're not scared anymore. You've put Van Richten in the canoe. Lenar is there holding a dagger, hovering right next to that canoe, and Tess running around in circles, trying to keep track of this annoying flying creature. An annoying flying creature that just did 21 points of psychic damage against Lustra. Post it on the board. Oh, no. Put it on the fridge and gold star that number. What's that? That's 30 in one hit. It is. 30 in one hit. In the lead. And I go, to nobody's surprise, unconscious. Do we need to talk about death? Are you, do you have enough to, uh, enough, 
Oh, I was at 15 HP beforehand. My max is 28. We're a-okay. We are okay. So I'm making death saving throws for sure. But it was close. It was close, though. I think (laughs) not quite as close as Slash. I don't think. Slash, like, literally was, like, within two, three points of damage. Yeah, and it would have been dead. Yeah. So Luthra drops to the ground then. Mm-hmm. Which means this creature is no longer grappled. So it is going to use what remains of its movement. Ooh, it just comes barreling towards Tess, who is not far away at all. You just ran up there to... Uh, Punch Slash back to life. Yeah. <laughs> so and this it creature turns its attention to you with a screech. Lustra drops. Slash, you're still prone on the ground, but you've been healed. You're conscious. Yep. What would you like to do? Slash uh, is going to clamber to his feet, um, uh, and he's going to do another one of his new tricks that he learned at the level up. And he's going to sort of wave a hand in front of himself. And he's going to say, I hope you're as stupid as you look. And he's going to go ahead and cast Phantasmal Force. Oh, no. Which requires an intelligence saving throw, DC 13. Oh. Or what? Or an illusion shows up that is so real to him, to the creature, that it can actually do psychic damage. And oh, if, wow, very cool. Very, if, very cool. And if it wants to, uh, on every subsequent turn, it can use its action to do an investigation check against my spell save DC to see if it's real or fake. Oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, oof, intelligence, huh? Yep. A big this old thing, flying snake. This thing manifest. is, it's not only as stupid as it looks, it's stupider than it looks. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it is... Not the sharpest knife in the drawer. DC 13, you said? Yeah, yeah. It's a pass before my modifier, but a big ol' fail afterwards. I end up with a nine when it's all said and done. (laughs) You got a minus four intelligence. (laughs) (laughs) Not the smartest thing. Alrighty, so yeah. So So what does it see? So what this thing, it's going to see an illusion of a giant snake with wings that's going to sort of like circle and wrap around it. Ah, cool. Sort of like this, I almost imagine like a kaiju fight almost. Just like (laughs) This creature wrapping around it, you know, attacking it. So now it gets to take a D6 of psychic damage. Oh, that can happen, right? This happens right away? Sure does. Oh, my goodness. End it. Uh, that is oh, a single point of psychic damage. One point of psychic damage. Yeah, it, it's, it's really got to tie itself in there. But the cool thing is that it continues to do this on each of its turns. So I'm pretty happy about that. Until, what is this, concentration? Uh, the spell is concentration, yes. Oh, very nice. This is the one where I could I could take an action to determine it's not real, right? Correct. But this thing's so stupid. What are the odds of that happening? Yep. The hell are the odds of that? Not good. I feel pretty good. You should try it. Over and over. <laughs> is there anything else Slash wants to do on his turn here? Um, I think Slash is going to just hang out where he's at. He's, he's, he's feeling pretty safe, pretty good about it at this point, and seeing this creature freak out about his, his illusion is uh, making him feel pretty good. So. Uh, that's pretty cool, though. This illusory image of a giant snake starts to wrap itself around my bat boy. That is going to 
bring it to Lenara Theradane. Dagger in hand, guarding the canoe. What do you want to do? Lustra's just dropping down, so I assume we're moving at the same-ish time. So she's uh, reacting before seeing that. Uh, She wants to keep this thing from zipping away and wants to keep her spells because this thing's doing a lot of damage. So she's going to run and hit it with a ray of frost. Oh, hopefully keep it from zipping nice. around. Yeah, mm, that's a good call. Mm. Good call. Uh, with the two on the die, more fireworks for Lenara. Uh, oh, two on the attack roll. Yeah, that's yeah. Oh rough. no, it's like a seven. Uh, so, uh, and I'm not rolling for its intelligence. So she's just gonna straddle back the boat and go. <gasps> she sees uh, Lustra hit the watery ground, and you. It's almost maybe in a bit of a panic, like fire off a spell goes wide. Alerts ten other of these creatures. <laughs> <out> in <the laughs> <midst>. <laughs> Is there anything else Lenara wants to do? No, that's it for the moment. Uh, so you end your turn still hovering next, next to the canoe, right? Correct. Tess, this thing, every time you run up to it, seems to fly halfway across the world. What is your plan? Well, uh, it can't really run across, it can't really fly halfway across the world if it doesn't have a wing, so I'm going to, um, just flip the, uh, the bone saw so the serrated edge is facing up. She's just gonna try to saw right into, like, the, the filmy tissue of its, uh, of its wing. From underneath? Yeah. Bone saw! Bone saw! I, I just yell... I got you for three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> that's not true. I've got you for six seconds. <laughs> yeah, that's bad. That's more correct. But a 19 to hit. 19 is going to do it. Woo! 19 from the bone saw. Bone saw. For uh, seven magic slashing. Ouch. Yeah. Ouchie. Mm-hmm. Ha! I bet that's the most damage we've done in the entire combat. Yeah, you ain't you ain't shit, Bat. Um, but on that note, flurry of blows. Flurry of blows coming in. I think Lenara still holds the uh, the current title for most damage of this battle. I think it, it wasn't it you that fourteen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> smash this thing with a chromatic orb. Beat me. Uh, please and thank I, you. I, I would get, love to get that number on the fridge. Yup. Beat my twenty-one. Let's do this thing. Um, so that is 14 to hit with uh, an arm strike. That is a miss. It's just so pissed off from the gash you cut underneath its wing. It's just flailing around all of a sudden, and you miss. Uh, so <laughs> that miss, uh, it was suppo- It was going to be an axe kick to try to like whack it in the back of the head and bring it to the ground. Uh, that misses, though, so she's going to keep the momentum going and just... St- Stomp in the direct center of Lustra's chest, um, and in your unconscious reverie, you feel um, uh, warmth and affection and a pulse of positive energy healing you for seven damage. Or seven HP. <laughs> seven HP, yeah. Oh no. Uh, seven damage. Take two death you- fails. <laughs> It's like if Steven Seagal was a doctor. Like. 
<laughs> oh, you broke my neck, but cured my sciatica. Steven Seagal. Anything else uh, Tess can do this turn? No, I think she's going to leave it at that. That's a pretty decent turn. Some damage gets done. You piss this thing off good. You get Lustra back into the fight. We're going to the top of the turn order, though. Merlin Carlisle, first time this combat, you haven't been just standing there scared of this thing. You were so scared. (laughs) Who wouldn't be? I'm surprised not everyone else is uh, defecating themselves. It is a pretty frightening creature, this bat-like, six insect-like little arm leg things limbs they call them I think <laughs> focus on booping his cute little nose <laughs> oh man it really depends whose opinion you're asking yeah seriously it's just like I love a, this madness it's a big wiener dog hilarious. apparently yeah but what does Merlin do now that he is no longer scared of this thing what's the plan uh I think uh we're gonna grow some nuts and just run right at it. I like the idea of trying to like take off his wings. So we're gonna we're gonna run towards it and try stabbing it in the wing. Hell yeah. Very nice. Charge up to it. And uh yeah, here comes Frank's dagger. At the eleventh hour, our hero. <laughs> As always, always. Yeah, it always ends up like this. The next <laughs> step here is for you to start fumbling and almost kill yourself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, got real close this time. I rolled a three. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I doubt a, an eight hits. That, unfortunately, is a miss. Well, let's try with just regular hand axe. Uh, 18 on the die. Oh. Yeah, makes that, that a 22 to hit. That'll definitely do it. That'll definitely do it. All right, D6. Ooh, a five for damage. Five points of damage. This from the uh, the hand axe. Uh, yeah. So total, I rolled a five. It's gonna be a total of eight. Whoa. Eight normal slashing damage. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Where do you hit this thing? Oh, I want to hit it like right in like the veiny part of like the wings. It's kind of oh, like oh, nice. Yeah. Like we're shredding that, that thing. Membrane. Yeah, like of that same wing test is trying to like destroy with a bone saw. Exactly. Tear it like like a curtain. Very, very nice. How much damage did you say? Eight? Eight. Anybody else craving deep-fried wings now? <laughs> oh, man. Go for some I was buffalo thinking, wings. Okay, I've been Ooh. picturing a stretched-out scrotum. Like, <laughs> all the- <laughs> Why would you do that? Like, the old so bat wing. The old bat wing. Yeah, 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 that makes sense. Is that what you're hungry for? Oh, <laughs> 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 Well, you asked me what it looks like. That's, that's what it popped in my head. All right, the veiny part of the oh. <laughs> On the note of all of that imagery, it's the one who's in love with its turn. <laughs> Keep My all of goodness. that in. Merlin, was that, was that your turn? Yeah, that's it for Merlin. That's it for Merlin. We now have Tess and Merlin right up there, close quarters with this bat-like monster. It's still screeching at the top of its lungs. Lustra, you've just got punched in the solar plexus, I think, and they're feeling just great. <laughs> had your little adjustment. Mm-hmm. You're prone on the ground. I feel like you just had a healing potion. Conscious. <laughs> hey, I don't have that anymore. <laughs> Unfortunately, the rules of the mechanics say that you love it till the end of combat, so still looks adorable as ever. What would you like to do? Uh, I would imagine I'd gasp for air after getting axe kicked in the solar plexus. And be like, oh man, this thing plays rough. Oh jeez, cripes. Uh, and I'm gonna stand up, 
and I gotta get myself feeling a bit better, so I'm gonna cast Cure Wounds on myself. Oh, Ooh. really bringing yourself up. Yeah, because I feel like after I did 21 damage, 7 hit points isn't enough. Yeah. Can't blame you there. Ooh, that's nice, and that's an additional 9. Oh, that is pretty, pretty juicy heal. A nice, juicy heal. And after that, I think I'm just gonna be like, man, but this thing is so lovable. It plays real rough. Man, I want to keep playing with it, though. So I'm just gonna be like, come here, boy. Come on. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) Try to coax it towards coming to play for some more. Yep, yep, yep. Is there anything else uh, Lucifer wants to do mechanically? Uh, not mechanically. Be like, man, I haven't played with a pet in a long time. This is this is some good joy- enjoyment that I have had in the domains of dread. The best yet. We should stay here forever. And uh, I will end my turn like that. That will bring it to my creature's turn. So it's going to, like, fly ten feet away and then come back so we all... No? No, <laughs> no free opportunity yeah. attacks? No. That's not how it works. You keep Aww. selling it. It sounds super good. I mean... No. I'm not falling for my own trick. <laughs> not doing it. No, he's, he's wrapped up by an illusory snake right now, so he can't go anywhere. Good call, though. Good call. I wasn't really thinking of that. Shit, would it try to attack? What happens if it tries to attack the snake? Well, it's an illusion, so it wouldn't really do anything. Yeah, I know, but does that mean it goes away afterwards? Does it then realize, like, oh, this is a fake snake? Um... So, based on the way the spell is worded, the only way it can really sort of do that if it's based on a investigation check, right? Um, you can make an action to try to determine if it's yeah. an illusion, yeah. Yeah, that's that's the only real way I can think of that it would be dis- dispelled. If it tries to attack it, it would just... I mean, that would probably be it investigating it violently. Yeah, yeah But it would still have to be an investigation roll. Yeah. Can, we, can I see the card? That's one we need to print out and laminate. We'll put it beside Justin's damage tally. The target rationalizes any illogical outcomes from interacting with the phantasm. (laughs) There's the magic sentence. There it is. Damn it. (laughs) Please just cast that on Merlin in its soft time. (laughs) If it attacks it, it's just... Okay, but what would it do? It's, It's got this illusory snake wrapped up around itself. It's surrounded by three other targets. It was originally just like barreling towards Tess. I think I'm just rolling a D4. I'm rolling a D4 to see who it tries to attack because there's targets all over the place and this thing's stupid as shit. (laughs) (laughs) One, two, three. Oh, man. Sorry, guys. Uh, I guess the illusion is going to get to attack it again. Keep working its magic because it pays no attention to it. Instead, it comes barreling towards Lustra. Oh, not again. It sees all this radiant energy getting pumped into you and healing you up. You're coaxing it. You want to pet its ears. (laughs) Absolutely. Give it belly rubs. And it really didn't like that you touched its ears. (laughs) It really didn't enjoy it. So it's coming at you again. We're just play fighting. That's all it is. (laughs) It's coming for you again. That is a 23 to hit Lustra. Yeah, yeah, that, that that hits, yeah. 23 to hit Lustra. Here comes the uh, tiny little uh, slashing damage from the claws. You take seven points of slashing damage from the claws. Okay. And then 
see if I can beat that 21. <laughs> Be beat my here. own score. Playing against myself. <laughs> oh. Oh. Wait. Uh, oh, not quite. Uh, it's up there, though. And uh, 17 additional points of psychic damage. Oh, my God. I get up and I get knocked down again. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, you got knocked down. A key and a spell slot went into bringing your HP bar back up. And just like that, back on the ground, back on the brink of death saves. And once again, this thing now turns its attention towards Tess. But Slash, it's on you. It is on you Alrighty. to act. It's on me to act. Um, you and your fake snake. <laughs> me and the fake snake. So the fake snake is just going to go ahead and get its d6 of damage in right now. Um, based on how the spell was worded, I guess this is just a free action. Yeah, it just damages it. Yeah. I think so, yeah, as long as it's yep. you hold concentration. So that being said, that's five points of psychic. Five points of psychic damage. Um, and then seeing Lustra fall to the floor, um, Salash is going to to say out into the void, we need all weapons on deck for this creature. Rise, Dragonborn. Yeah, and cast Healing me, Word. Give me them spell slots. Healing Word. That's going to be a whopping 5 HP. 5 HP. A roller coaster of health over there <laughs> on Team Lustra. <laughs> up and down, up and down. You're going to get motion sickness soon, buddy. So that was a bonus action, and I can still cast Poison Spray as a cantrip as an action, correct? Correct. So being within 10 feet, going to go ahead and do that and Poison Spray this guy. DC 13 con save. Don't his cons as low as intelligence. Yeah, somehow I doubt that, yeah. He's doing okay on con. He's doing okay on con, but I'm not doing okay on my D20 rolls. Comes out to a five. Ooh, yeah. There we go. Comes big, up to a five. Big fat D12 inbound. Oh, that's right. That's such a big damage. Mm, 11. 11 oh, shit. points. Dang. 11 points. Good. I've still done more poison damage. Cough. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get a player number on the fridge here soon. Don't you worry. Oh, yeah. We're going to get a player. Uh, we'll have all kinds of numbers on our upcoming chart. It's going to be exciting, guys. Oh, yeah. You cover this thing in poison. You can see some of the poison kind of seep into that open gash from the bone saw. Part of those thin wing membranes are already all torn up. And the poison finishes this creature off. The wing, like, kind of bubbles up a little bit, falls off its body, and this entire thing collapses to the ground. You guys are out of initiative. Oh, finally! Of initiative. How does Looster feel about this? Yeah. <laughs> My poor bat boy, no. Bruce, what? Bruce. It's <laughs> a great name. Oh, my lord. And Bruce. <laughs> Pearls go flying everywhere. Uh, <laughs> no such thing as bad dogs, just bad owners. It's okay. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. 
should have named him at the start of combat. Might have got a fumble container pull out of it. Uh, Who knows? Bruce. Bruce. Dang. Oh, man. If anyone was wondering, Bruce was a stat block called a a flying horror that I uh, uh, messed with a little bit. So I just gave it the ability to grapple instead of do damage on on an attack. Kind of like a vampire. Uh, but then I quickly realized it does way more <laughs> damage if I just attack. So <laughs> a little bit. That's kind of what ended up happening every round after the first few. That thing hit like a truck. Oh yeah, like yeah, a did. truck. Yeah. But it is dead. It is dead. <laughs> <sighs> what would you guys like to do, Van Richten? Sleeping soundly in the canoe. <laughs> <laughs> What's the plan, guys? What Uh, is the plan? We're going to take Batman's utility belt. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, uh, I guess Tess is going to be like looking around wildly into the mist. Like, do you think there are any more of them? Where do you think that came from? She'll like look to Lenara, like the end Lustra team mist L or whatever. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Team what? I'm trying. It's not my best work. Okay. Mist L. (laughs) Mist L? Missile. Because they both shoot things. Oh, oh yeah. You're right. It's not the best. Yep. <laughs> you you tried. You tried. Yeah, you all right. Almost uh, got it. Um, <laughs> with all of this hullabaloo and wandering around and an unconscious old man in a boat and an angry pet, Lenara wants to figure out how the... F- if we're even going the right direction. Like, this this uh, Erasmus's stuff of just don't stop moving. Was that before the mist, after the mist, during the mist? Like, I would have thought the mist would have just been like, you pop in and then pop out. So this um, loading screen, as it were, just <laughs> seems so odd to her. So she's going to... unexpected, yeah. Yeah, try and remember anything, see if Van Richten's shouting anything in his sleep. Like, I love canoes, or... <laughs> I love canoes. Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen my oars? Oh, well, <laughs> at least he's probably having that nightmare about Darkon, so he's thinking Darkon. That's it. Yeah, exactly. It's it's a good question, though. I mean, when you guys first got here, you, you basically, you I think you literally all held hands. Yeah. And we're all but charting, uh, chanting Darkon together, yeah. which was fucking one of my, <laughs> like, honestly, that was one of my favorite <laughs> images so far from this campaign. I just loved... The scene of Lustra chanting Darkon over that violent storm. It was very, very cool. Very Captain Dan from Force. <laughs> <laughs> Screaming but, at the heavens. But way more epic. <laughs> but in that cool, epic D&D way. <laughs> I'm glad you look at it that way. <laughs> and at least Lustra has shoes. <laughs> oh. oh. That's true. Shoes and legs. (laughs) Uh, No, but all kidding aside, awesome image. I loved that so much. Uh, But yeah, when it comes down to you're really not sure what to do here, are you? You've stood in a circle holding hands. That didn't seem to work. You've traveled now a little bit, and that resulted in you getting smashed by this flying horror. So yeah, you you want to see if maybe uh, you can remember... Something from your studies with Van Richten, some notes in your books that you might be able to put together. Go for it. You can do a, a history check if you'd like. 
She's going to take a moment and really focus going through everything he said. And I'm going to spend yeah, my sure. inspiration because I don't want to watch oh, this. Oh, yeah. Good call. Good, good, call. Call. good, call. good call indeed. Good call indeed. Oh, still not that great. Uh, that's a 13 in total. Okay, that's above average. total. I rolled average. I'll take it. You know, as I said, like as you were traveling, as you travel, the mist, they part in front of you, they kind of close back up behind you. It's very odd. It almost feels like, is there a destination ahead? Like, what, what are you doing here? But at the end of the day, you know, what Van Richten, I think, would have told you is that the myths in and of themselves are, they're un. They're not very predictable. There's always going to be a certain amount of mystery to traveling the mists. <laughs> but, oh, yeah, nice. I didn't even see that one. Good catch. <laughs> <laughs> he said mist, you guys. There's always going to be a little mystery in the mists. And... And the one thing you are able to kind of put together is that you do have to travel. From what you've heard, from what you put together, there it's not an in and out. There is a travel time. You know, they're they're referred to as Miss Travelers. So it kind of sounds like, yeah, you are supposed to be here for some amount of time. Characters aren't going to get a lot more than that, unfortunately. Like, there's always going to be a lot of mystery involved in traveling the Miss. Above the table, though, what I'll tell you is that the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to roll some dice. I'm going to do it right now. Roll some dice. What I did is I just determined how long it's going to take you to get to where you want to go. That's what the number on these dice I just roll represent. Every single one of these hours... We're rolling random encounter dice to see if something bad happens. Oh, man. The mists are always going to be a bad, bad place. But here's here's the thing. It's kind of above the table. I homebrewed traveling the mists a little bit. If we go strictly by the book, if we go strictly by Van Richten's Guide to Ravenloft, the source book, then entering a mist talisman... Or, sorry, entering the mist without a mist talisman and just hoping for the best. Mechanically, that results basically in us rolling a D100. And the odds of you ending up anywhere but where you just left are very, very, very small. It's slim to none. So if you leave Dominia with no talisman, enter the mist, vast majority of the time, you're going to get spit right back out into Dominion, which is what Heinfroth was banking on, right? That's the detail he referred to in the letter that you found on Adolescent Collins. So with no Mist Talisman, there's basically, there's almost a 0% chance of getting any progress done. Just going to get spit right back out in Dominion. Thank you, Lustra. <laughs> now, by the book, having a Mist Talisman negates all that by the book having a mist talisman we still roll to determine how long you travel but by the book a mist talisman gives you a hundred percent chance to reach your destination at the end of the travel time make sense okay yeah okay. Uh. Yep. by the book that's what a mist talisman does i'm sensing a butt coming well, there's a big butt coming <laughs> yeah. a big butt because i don't 
I don't like 100% chances. <laughs> They're not uh. fun. <laughs> there is a one on the D100. No. It exists. So, you know, and, you know, I do want to say that, like, the mechanic in the book, like, it's a fantastic mechanic. And any DM out there who might be listening and running a game, like, if you just want to easily take your party of characters and from one place to another, you slap a mist houseman in their hands and it's a pretty easy, justifiable way to be like, all right, we're going to a different domain. So it's not a bad mechanic, but like I said, I don't like 100% chances. So I'm homebrewing it a little bit. I've changed it to where even with a mist talisman, at the end of this travel time that I just rolled for, we're still going to roll a D100. Still going to roll a D100. Because I feel like even with a mist talisman, like I feel like the, the mists of Ravenloft are a mysterious and horrible enough place that like I'm, I don't want a 100% chance of success. It doesn't, I don't like it. Yeah, that's fair. Lucius mm. first mist walk, yeah, as it were. Yeah. So, and any in the future, like I don't think there should ever be a guaranteed success chance in the mists in the space between the domains. So, anyway, long story short, we're still gonna roll that D one hundred. I have homebrewed us a beautiful little domain of dread. If you ever roll a, a one. On that D100, that's where we're going. It's oh, a beautiful no. place. I would love for you guys to come vacation there for a weekend, <laughs> do a couple sessions there. It's just a great place. The Bagman's home base. Yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Baketopia. We just jump into the bag of holding. So at the end of the travel time, we'll still be rolling the D100, and if we get a one, we go where I want to go. We go where I want to go. Okay. Do oh you want to go to Darkon? I want to go to this beautiful <laughs> vacation domain. Well, that just sounds lovely. Let's go. Right? But see, the problem is that still leaves us with a 99% chance of success, which is still a little too high for me. <laughs> still, still too easy. Which brings me to the last little homebrew mechanic I'll talk about. You guys are getting, sorry, this your history check turned into me lore dumping mechanics on you. We'll take it. <laughs> the way i see it like in game your characters really don't learn a whole lot aside from yeah we should probably keep moving but this is complicated enough that i want you the players to kind of understand what's going on i want you to stew on it oh great yeah. stew on it for a bit uh so how am i going to bring the 99 percent chance down a little bit more here's what we're going to do <laughs> oh god we're not going to do it right now but at the end of the travel time each of you is going to write down the name of the domain that your character is focusing on. You're going to write it in secret, not going to show anyone else, and you're going to pass it to me. And we're going to find out if we all truly are thinking of Darkon or not. If we all are truly united in where we want to go. Dirty oh, bastards. I love that. I love that. Uh, There's a lot of dirty looks going across the table so already. <laughs> yeah, all of them at me. I don't already. know why. Already. There's a one T at the table, and I'm getting the looks. <laughs> What's that supposed to mean? <laughs> we all know what it's supposed to mean. We've been over this. <laughs> so this will, yeah, we'll vote in secret, right? And uh, we'll find out if we're united. I mean, some of you 
might feel like you have unfinished business in Dominion. I want to go back there. Maybe some <laughs> of you can't resist the temptation of thinking of the material plane. Maybe oh. some of you are lying and know the names of other domains and haven't been honest. Maybe one of you even knows where that other talisman, that little urn on a chain, maybe one of you actually does know where that goes and knows the name. There's, I'm leaving it open for treachery does and backstabbing. There great. exists a domain of dread named Inheritance. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to find out. That's that's what gonna gonna <laughs> Take me to Inheritance. <laughs> uh, so I think that'll be a fun little way to... That's awesome. To uh, to homebrew that a little bit. I really want the mist to have an element of mystery that will never go away. There should always be an unknown when traveling these mists. They should be horrible. They should make you guys want to cry. They should make you question everyone around you. And so I think this will be a good way to do it. Done we'll and done. In secret. And for every, you know, if... if uh, Lucifer's saying, all right, we're all going to think of Darkon, then you guys vote. Every vote that's not Darkon, that 99 drops. And if it's the name of a different domain, Ooh. the chance of that one showing up goes up, right? Oh, man. Oh, man. Inheritance it is. All right, so everyone write that vacation domain that we totally know about. <laughs> okay, yeah. There's room Immediately there. for treachery. The domain of daiquiris. I'm glad you guys. You guys seem like you think it's. Uh, you seem on board with it's that. A very cool mechanic. That's I like it. A very oh, yeah. good idea. See, I mean, at this point, I'm either way I win because it's we either get where we're trying to go or Miles proves me right. <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Was I called a Xanatos Gambit? <laughs> oh my lord! Yeah, let's go. So I've rolled the travel time. Uh, I'd say you guys have already probably spent about an hour in these myths between the holding hands in the circle, traveling on the canoe, fighting this thing, sitting down, looking at Lenara's notes afterwards. I'd say we're at the first. About an hour has gone by and no fancy door to dark on shows up. <laughs> So what would you like to do? What would you like to do? Uh, this being the first time being in the mists and Lustra apparently having some kind of connection to it. He's going to haul out his rosary, put it in his hand, basically put it in front of him and hope that it works like a divining rod of sorts and maybe try and get a vibe of what direction should we go? <laughs> Roll for vibe check? Effectively. like I mean... <laughs> I'm at a loss, like all of us are, right? But we know that the Mist Talisman has some kind of connection to the Domain of Dread that we want to go to. So, And if I have a connection to it, then maybe I can determine what the most accurate direction to go in is. Let's do it, yeah. So I'm not sure, and I'm just going to keep walking and holding it out in front of me and seeing if right, yeah. anything pings, anything feels different. You know. That uh, that ability you have to like see talismans and stuff, you've already used that today too as well, I right? Did. Yeah, I did. I did. for the day. It is. I know that it exists. I know that it's in my hand. Yeah, I'm for just sure. like trying to use like some kind of possible, and I don't know the all the ins and outs of my 
ability or innate attunement to it. And I'm kind of hoping that something new will appear. And in my best effort, try to determine the most efficient direction of travel. Yeah, unfortunately, I mean, you don't get, you know, it doesn't start to glow and lead the way. Unfortunately, all you have is the information you've gathered so far really is, uh, you know, keep the talisman close, think a dark on, don't stray away from the group. Should have taken your favorite terrain as the horrible space in between murder domains. Why right? didn't you choose that? It yeah, was so really. obvious. <laughs> uh, Adam did, uh, sorry, I went on such a fucking lore dump there did i did i answer your original question in my spiel uh i don't know about the original question but you definitely answered several others so okay, i am fair enough oh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll take it so i feel It'll like do. so i feel like lustra is probably just gonna wrap his rosary around his wrist at that point you know and just walk forward and i'm like I look to the rest of the group i think the only thing we can do is keep going yeah is it a timing thing or a movement thing Probably a bit of both. Oh, sorry. You were asking Justin. <laughs> uh, like, mechanically, you're not getting anywhere until the amount of hours I've rolled okay. passes. The D100 at the end of it will kind of determine whether or not you get to where you want to go. Uh, but regardless, we got to get through the amount of hours. Okay. And, what, you know, what you do know so far is that every time you've stopped for more than a few minutes, those whispers start to really kind of That's ramp fair. up and start really taunting you to make your own path and come solo into the mists ah. yeah i'd say it probably feels safest to do hours of travel because for sure regardless of what the uh, how you actually traverse the mists at least we know we're getting somewhere i'm just thinking before we were on a boat which would have been hard to to travel and defend ourselves now we have solid land hem forbid we keep traveling and come across a defensible position yeah if it was time-based we sit wait hopefully all flash there, away yeah. but that's it if the if the if the smr starts kicking in and you know starts eating cabbage in our ear <laughs> forget whatever video that There's was God, some of those asmr videos <laughs> yeah. are weird yeah they're, some they're of those out are there weird. they're out there who needs to silently hear somebody eating cabbage? Why are there <laughs> so many options if you type that into YouTube? It's like 30 well, different videos. All right. Anyway, let's all sit on our butts on. for half an hour and wait for the cabbage. Let's yeah. go. Yeah. Justin, we're expecting some sound effects. Yes, no. <laughs> Give me the other half of that bagel. <laughs> bagel. Bagel. <laughs> Seriously. Bagel. Okay. Oh. Um. Uh, Merlin, do you think we can drag the canoe along with us, or should we start carrying Dr. Van Richten again? Uh, no, let's let's fold up uh, the boat again. So I think Merlin's going to do just that. He's going to walk over and go back to carrying Van Richten. Sure. Yeah, because I'm not feeling too hot. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, how's how is everyone feeling after that battle? Yeah, pretty banged up. <laughs> You're pretty banged up, oh, too? Yeah. 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 What about this side of the table? You doing all right? Uh, thanks to Lenara healing me at the start of the fight, I'm full health. Merlin's feeling pretty good, I think. Yeah, right? I spent most of the time running away. So that's true. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Just go wade into the water a little bit. Get a little. Do a little wash. <laughs> uh, Lenara will go up to the scaly boys, put her hands on both of their shoulders, and go. 
I hope you still have healing magic. I will not have much after this. And she'll twin cast uh, Cure Wounds. Oh, so wow. Cool. So cool. Um, I don't have a bronzy dice, so that one's you. That one's you. Oh, green dice for, for Slash. Okay. Oh, sorry, oh. Slash. Uh, five hit points for Slash, ten for Lustra. Damn. Nice. Damn. Twin healing baby. Board. When when you do that, does it uh, just out of curiosity? Now, did that cost you two spell slots that or cost just me sorcery points? One spell slot, and then my sorcery point is if I twin it, it's one point for every level of spell. So first level spell, one sorcery point. So that costs you a slot and a sorcery point. Yeah, that's really cool. I mean, mm-hmm. I only had one left, so yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Very very Value. cool though. Very that's very it. cool. Anything anyone else would like to do before it sounds like uh, the whispers have you convinced to kind of keep moving? You got Van Richten in your arms. Anyone else anyone wants to do before so, I uh, get to roll in yeah, random yeah. encounter? Salash would like to ask Galas, do any of these whispers sound familiar to you? Have you encountered anything like this before? There's... Silence for a little while, and then eventually he uh, kind of quietly answers you. Says, no, bro, I ain't never heard none of these words, none of these voices. I recognize none of these. There's a lot of them, though. I say we keep moving. Get us out of here. Uh, I don't like this place. Slash nods. Uh, before we leave... Because I loved that little bat boy so much, oh I'm gonna God. I'm gonna cut an ear off and take it as a trophy. <laughs> you loved him so much, you're dismembering his yep. corpse. I Hell love, yeah! It's its ears are so soft. I need to always oh remember God. him for remember his softness. A piece. Actually, a few probably fangs wouldn't go amiss too. Mm-hmm. You know what? Sure, sure, why not? We'll go for yeah. So uh, replace the one you lost from from you know Rainer. <laughs> He'll or, become part of me. <laughs> Stuff it in your mouth. <laughs> There Ew. we go. Yep, so I'll just go and do that. And uh, away I go, unless there's something I need to roll for. No, you're good. If you want to just cut off an ear and keep it, and you want to rip some fangs out, too. Yeah, back of the dagger. Bop, bop. Uh, sure, give me the survival check, see how many teeth you get. Roll for teeth. Oh, that's a 10. <laughs> Flat 10. Flat 10, we'll call it. I mean, this thing had, like, literally hundreds of teeth in there. You get a flat 10 of them. Oh, perfect. Oh, wow. Unchipped. Nice. Perfect. Ten whore teeth. All right, and we'll keep moving along, I guess. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, I I don't know if we're trying to get anywhere specific, but if there's any way that we could get back onto the water, I mean, I feel like even though you've just been healed, some of us could row while others of us bind our wounds and rest if we can get back on the boat. Hmm. Well, I think the point is, as long as we keep moving, I I think a direction... I I feel like if we go back, that's bad. I'm not sure if oh, this Oh, no, has... just like if we if we find another place that is I, that we get to a crossroads of wading or deep water, I would... I would want to go to deep water. If... Uh... And then we keep sailing, and that way we can have a... Yeah, I, I'm with you on that. I see what you're saying. But My, then we're trapped. But if we get attacked by another one of those flying creatures. I mean, we're trapped here anyway. And she like gestures at the little hemisphere of mist that we're surrounded by. Yeah, but. Uh, I mean, we're not there yet. We're, we're we walking and talking, by the way. 
Walking and talking. Yeah. Walking and talking. Yeah, but we don't know if it's like going to be a door or a portal or what. We just know that we have to keep going. I'm not even sure what the right direction is. Away from the whispers, I'd say. We know where the right direction is. Darkon. Or other spot, you <laughs> backstabbing bastard. Darkon. 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 Wait, you guys said the water was deep here, right? <laughs> <laughs> just ignore any dice sounds you might hear from oh, no. this end of the table. It's good. Oh, Lord. So, so like, I mean, we should probably just keep moving. If we run into deep water, then yeah, sure, we can pull out the boat. And maybe give our chance, give us a chance to bind our wounds, but I'm not holding out hope for it. Imagine if we didn't find that boat. That would be terrible. Lots of swimming. Yep. Lots of swimming. Keep going. Do not stop. Was one of the last imperatives, I think, that we heard. So let us continue. I don't care how we move as long as we keep moving. If it's by boat, if it's by foot, I don't care. I just want to keep moving. Slush, slush, slush. Yeah. You keep on sloshing. You keep moving forward. Merlin, you're the one carrying Van Richten. I am. Who's in the front of the pack? Is it still Lustra kind of yep. poking with a stick? Mm-hmm. Through, yeah, I'll remind you, the, the mists cover the ground completely, so you're you're poking a stick, poking a, the path in front of you with uh, my cudgel. Tess's, or your cudgel, mm-hmm. uh, just in case it drops off into water. Towards the end of the second hour which goes by without any surprises attacking you through the mists. Towards the end of it, you, sure enough, are poking your cudgel along, and suddenly the ground in front of you is no longer there and is replaced by water. And I'm guessing you guys, Neblina Day, magic word. (laughs) Neblina de Mar, yes. And boat yourselves up. Transform and row out. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I would, I would probably go a bit further to see if it is actually deep water and make sure it's like, you know, not like a little puddle. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. No, it goes like further than your cudgel can reach eventually. It drops okay. very quickly, too. You're uh, surprised you didn't fall in. You're lucky you were using a cudgel to poke in front of you. It's a like quick drop off. Cripes. Okay, so uh, I think we need the boat now. The water just got real deep real quick. All right. Yeah, I just tossed Van Richten right in. <laughs> <laughs> we'll make uh, a boat out of him. Yeah. Yeah, the uh, Neblina Day. I think that gets us the big boy. Sure does. You guys keep on keeping on through the mists. Hanging out on your boat. Before, How is Van Richten doing? He's no better. Uh, no better. No he, worse? No worse, but good? still passed okay. out feverish. I will and, take uh, it. Mm-hmm. He's still alive, though. That's good. Still alive. How does the sail look? I know it was very battered before we folded it back up. Did it unfold back into its tattered state, or is no, it I'm guessing sort of it's a- fine. It's a magic item, so it was probably more... I don't even know if... Being that it's magic, I don't even know if I technically could have fucked it up with hailstones or not. You're God. Uh, you can do whatever you want. I suppose so. Uh, but it is a magic folding boat, so I like to think it uh, somehow fixes itself when it's all folded up in the cigar box. We're good. We're Hooray. good on the sail. 
Good right. on the sail, but not much of a breeze here. There's mm. essentially none, so you're kind of stuck to rowing regardless. To have people rowing. I am relatively fine. You see sort of like a bruise or two from the weather, but otherwise uh, she's relatively all right. Yeah. Uh, she goes, I won't recover much from sitting around if you folks want to take a moment. I will gladly row or steer. Slash so sort of rubs his neck. He's like, I could use some time. Yes, we should at least have, we should have multiple people rowing. <laughs> Justin's like just holding a die holding menacingly, die. shaking his oh, head. Oh, I didn't mean to hold the die menacingly. I am shaking my head, you meant though. To shake your head you menacingly. There's no way in hell, you guys. You are not going to find 30 minutes to meditate here in the mist. Are you kidding me? I mean, are you nice. kidding me? It would be lovely. <laughs> ain't going to happen, though. It'd be yeah. lovely. I can sit here peacefully on the boat, not do anything. But there's no way I'm counting this as a short rest. You guys know <laughs> you weren't getting away with that. Come on, guys. <laughs> yeah, fair, can't, fair. Can't hurt us for trying. Well, you can hurt us for trying, but... Yeah, can't chop our arm off for trying. That's it. Um, <laughs> not going to happen. I mean, you know, I know mechanically I have no no grounds to say no, but... It's nope. the mist. <laughs> it's well, the mist. You're not yeah. getting 30 minutes of happy <laughs> meditation time? Are you kidding me? Yeah, I mean, we're we're rowing away from the whispers, but they're still going to be there. There's no way I can go to a happy place. Yeah. That's fair. Uh, well, worth a shot. Um, but what, uh, what Tess does want to do while we're on the boat, um, is just go to, go down to the cabin, um, and get most of the, uh, most of any of the blankets that are there and just, uh, go around to everyone and say, all right, shoes off, wipe yourselves down. It, we've been waiting in the water for over an hour. And I don't know about you, but I seem to remember it's fucking cold here. So I do not want any of you to have bad Icky feet. Yeah, yeah. Like no walking in the swamps and chalt and stuff. Yeah, man. No, that's no, good call. Good call. Plus, I need to clean my shoes. Exactly. So. Take those shoes off, Lustra. I'll take care of them for you. <laughs> no, no athletes. Does, does Lenora have uh, mending, or is it stiletto? That's stiletto. Or prestidigitation, which are the the clean shoe spell. The clean <laughs> shoe spell is stiletto. Mm. All right, Lenara, take a nap. This is important. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, I feel like, you know, Lustra, it, it's actually that important to him. It's like, yeah, if someone else wants to row, I need to clean these shoes. So that it's in that important to Lustra to do that. All right, but yeah, Very basically good. Tess wants to just improvise some foot wraps for everyone to sure. dry them off. I know it wouldn't matter, but I really want to get Lustra to take off his shoes. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I took I took I took them off, and I'm I'm cleaning them, and I'm taking you know wraps to them, and drying them, and try my best to get them nice and dandy. I am going to subtly try to walk over and air quotes accidentally step on his foot. Why? Because <laughs> I want to know why he always takes care of his shoes so much. <laughs> Why'd you st- ow, why'd you step on my foot? Oh, oh, sorry, it's a very small boat. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. Are you sure? Yes. All You're right. Monk. You're a monk. Isn't that unarmed damage? <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, just unconscious again. <laughs> R- roll a d4. <laughs> it's like, like, yeah, I get we're all probably a bit slippery due to wet feet and all, but can you watch where you're stepping? Like, geez. Oh, my, my... My apologies. Um, here, let me help you with those. She like picks up one of the boots and tries to start 
Yeah, if you don't mind, I do need the help. She's just going to, like, look at it really closely. Fine leather work, definitely wet. Very, <laughs> very good embroidery on there with, you know, from Rena. You know, SS as particular, you know, initials on there as well. Slash is rowing and he's seeing Tess awkwardly handle Lustra's shoes. He's He sort of cocks an eyebrow and tilts his head in wonderment, just... Almost as if to say, like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, uh, Tess is going to disregard Slash cocking his head. Um, and she's going to uh, finish cleaning the shoe, put it down, start rowing herself, and look over to Lustra and say, Those are very well made. I I mean, my boots are, my shoes are kind of messed up from all of the walking we've been doing. Uh, what would you, what would you trade for these boots? Not much of anything. Really? No, not exactly. These boots are kind of important, so... Well, yes, there are lots of things that are important. What what's, what price would you put on them? None. Like, I mean, there's a, there's a sentimentality to these boots. I mean, I mean, we've been traveling long enough. Like, Rena made these boots for me. It's kind of all that I have to remember her by for the time being. Trying to track her down, she's somewhere in these mists. So, this is kind of my only connection to her. So, of course, I want to keep the only thing I have of her in good condition if I can. It would be kind of an insult to her to A, not use them, and B, keep them in bad condition. So, I like to always keep them dry, which I appreciate you bringing the bandages and making that a point, And just making sure that there's no holes, rips, tears, burns, whatever, along the lines. Interesting. I am... It's glad to know that you think of something not in regards to commodities to be bought and sold. Well, there's a lot. Well, the thing is, I've been, I, I've, I hang out with her a lot, and I love her dearly, and she does happen to provide a lot of philosophical motivation for me. You know, she's always talking about Joaquin, and Joaquin is you know, this deity of merchant and, you know, the gold maiden and all about trade and all that stuff. And I guess I've kind of bought into that a lot. And because it makes sense to me, right? Because back in the clan, they're always about, you know, Io and Bahamut and Tiamat and, and justice and chaos. And those are all ideas that are a bit too heavy for me. And trade seems a bit more easy to swallow. And I mean, I'm not going to lie, my folks and the clan don't like the idea of the fact that I like Joaquin more than maybe, say, what my clan ideals are. Um, that's a whole other story. But, you know, these boots... Disregard that sound. Don't mind me. <laughs> <laughs> don't mind me over here. The, the, bo- the boots... Tess re- is going to set a dart on fire and throw it directly <laughs> up into the sky. <laughs> the, the, boots, the boots represent an individuality that I have that was shown through Rena. Like, it, they, they provide a great sense of identity for me. So that's why they're important. That's why I wouldn't trade them for anything, is all. So that's why I like to keep care of them. I think that is very sweet, Lustra. You, uh, you're a, you're a very soft boy, aren't you? Uh, I'm principled in my own ways, and I definitely... Yeah, we'll we'll put we'll put it that way, sure. <laughs> Soft boy. An interesting 
conversation. Soft boy with his little soft bad ear in his hand now, just stroking <laughs> it. His pretty little booties are all cleaned up. Oh. Oh. Yeah. There's just such a little precious bean. Oh, it's adorable. <laughs> giant dragon's our baby. It's so cute. <laughs> Yay. Guys, something happens during the third hour. Though. Well, shit. Oh, damn. <laughs> Change the tone right quick. <laughs> As you're traveling on your little boat, up to this point, the myths, like I said, have kind of been opening and closing behind you. Suddenly they open more than they have before. They open up like a good, a solid like 50, 60 feet in front of you. There's a light in the mists. They keep parting and eventually part to reveal this small little island that's sitting there all by itself in the mists. Island no more than maybe 20 feet in diameter. It's a small little island. Pulled up onto its shore is this strange-looking canoe. Its shape and size are normal, but the wood itself is painted with this variety of colors. Each plank just covered in bright reds, yellows, blues, greens. Right in the center of the island is the source of the light. There's two torches that flank the entrance to a circular hut with walls made completely of cloth, each bit of fabric dyed in the same bright multitude of colors that the boat is. There's no door on the hut, just... An entrance that is filled with strings full of these bright beads, tiny trinkets, bells, all sorts of weird little oddities that together form these strings of trinkets that block your view of the inside of this hut. What do you do? Uh, keep moving, of course. <laughs> Why would we stop? Towards the hut. <laughs> hold on, hold Touché. on. Touche. <laughs> <laughs> if random things can be mist talismans, and we're in the middle of the mists, and this hut is a whole bunch of different trinkets and oddities, could it be possible that the mist talismans come from this hut? Or could it be possible that these are other mist travelers? That have learned to live in the mists. Or could it be another big bat? Who knows? <laughs> That's, it. That's where the bats live. They have very good uh, decorating style. The island is only 20, 20, feet, 20 across, feet in diameter. 20 yeah. in diameter, yeah. 20 in diameter. Small this, island. This is the only pl time the mists have parted so far. That Fireball. has to mean something. <laughs> Fireball. Uh, Lenara will pull out the wand of detect magic and go, if we get closer, I will use this. Yeah, sure. I mean, this doesn't look like it could be the end of the mists. I would rather go straight to Darkon. Let's do a drive-by. Uh, yeah, I think I like that idea. Let's get a little closer with the boat and see if we can get a better idea what's going on in there. I'm so curious. Yeah. Okay, mm -hmm. so you bring the boat up to the, to the shore of mm -hmm. this... 20-foot diameter island. As soon mm -hmm. as we get within 50 feet of it, I'm going to cast Detect Magic from the wand. What's the actual 
range on the wall? 30 feet. 30 is the actual 30 foot range? radius from myself for 10 minutes. Uh, you cast Detect Magic as you guys pull up close to the shore. And like dozens of the trinkets hanging on strings pop. Dozens of them are magical. I like to think Detect Magic almost like makes objects shine for the person casting the spell kind of thing. It's like looking at a Christmas tree. Oh. Yeah, kind of, yeah, exactly, right? It's just the strings full of lights all of a sudden, and the inside of the, the hut is just like throwing a sense of magic at you that you've, uh, you've never really felt this much magic in we've, one place. We found Santa. Let's run. <laughs> Santa, isn't that the ruler of hell? That's it. <laughs> all right, okay. Lots, lots oh. of detect magic comes up. It's all kinds of schools of magic. I'd say probably the most prominent one is divination, but they're all there. We never learned what happened to those who don't come out the other side of traveling the mists. Do you think this is a lost soul? I get the feeling anybody who parks himself here either wants to be here or has the power to stay. As I said, another traveler. And, Maybe somebody and who my father was a traveler, is a traveler. Maybe somebody who's not traveling at all. They found home. They might know something about my father. Oh, they, they might know might... something about the other missed travelers. What will it cost us? Another point of stress. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? I mean, maybe she takes payment in evil bat teeth. Ooh, that'd be great. Well, if they manage to set up a hut, and if it's as magical as you say, then there must be some kind of safety from here, in here, around here. I think it's okay if we stop for a second just to investigate. Uh, okay, but I get to yeah. steal a trinket. <laughs> oh, no. Not, no. Like, I don't want to go and anger anything else. Like, if, if we're just going to go and anger things, I think we should leave. But I feel like if there is a creature inside of this hut, it would better to meet them on our terms rather than theirs. What if we call to whatever is inside there, if anything at all, and have it come out to greet us, rather than us going through a thinly veiled trap, as far as I am concerned? Well, it's, if anything, that's just proper manners not to barge into their home i'm okay with that idea <laughs> manners you say <laughs> you see slash pull out a book write a few things down. Manners. takes a few notes <laughs> so you guys are gonna call out slash would just cast minor illusion and do a knock <laughs> at the yeah, door it's just beads there's no door yeah so the 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 shh Sound. You're do that. <laughs> make all the bells yeah. chime. Just make the sound of a knocking door. What? Who installed a door on my tent? <laughs> Where did my bead curtain get a bell? <laughs> so you, I guess, cast God. a cantrip and make the sound, or maybe a shuffle, the strings full of beads and bells and trinkets. Only a few moments pass. Before this big, meaty human hand starts to part the beads blocking your vision. And we'll see you next week. Oh. We've got cookies.
Oh, no. <laughs> what? I thought, got, I thought we brought bagels. Yeah, yeah, yeah really. Say, yeah. Bagels. Have you heard yeah, the good bagels. ones? Yeah. Here to sell some bagels. <laughs> Would you like a bagel? Six in a pack, easy to track. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>